So a reverse mortgage is a HECM loan, H-E-C-M, and it stands for Home Equity Conversion Loan, all right? And so when we look at how does it work, you have to look at the reverse mortgage. It is designed to basically, what you're doing is you're converting the equity in your home to then turn around and pay off your mortgage so you don't have to make any more mortgage payments. just a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on The Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what shape you're in now. As we enter this next phase in our life and transition into retirement, how do we reduce our mortgage debt if we have it? How do we downsize without spending all of our savings and what are the options? This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all of our questions and maybe give us some guidance on how to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, (laughs) Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hey, Leanne. What's going on? How are you? Well, I'll tell you a lot of questions regarding this subject matter. I was actually really kind of enthused about you talking about downsizing and mortgage and everything else because it is a big subject for people. Especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with with everything going on and COVID-19 and this uh, housing market being so hot here in Columbus, I mean, it's one of the hottest markets in all of North America. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. People are getting an awful lot of money for their homes, but uh it's becoming really expensive to downsize. It is. It is. So with the crazy real estate market as it is currently right now, downsizing, is it more expensive, less expensive? Well, it depends. Don't you love it when everyone starts the an answer like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, when people say, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it really does. And you know, we've been through this with, with a lot of the families that, that we help and they're downsizing and they have a huge house and they downsize to a house half the size and they wind up paying more per month because of where they move to. They, they have association, HOAs, different assessments, community fees, and the taxes are higher. So it's just like anything else. You need to make sure you do your homework, but there are a couple options as we talk about downsizing. And we did a podcast on that, right? We did. We did. But, you know, when I was talking about some of the questions that still existed for me, and that kind of resonated with you a little bit, in the past, we've always seen the commercials out there, the reverse mortgage, all of this. And yeah. I will say it's a scary item when you have, you know, your parents talking to you about a reverse mortgage or, you know, these Hickam loans. So I think it's a good subject to focus on just sure. that in and of itself. It's just like anything else. There's always uh, 
<laughs> if it's the only internet, it's always true, right? So <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. There's so much misinformation out there. So let's try and kind of clear up the muddy waters a, a little bit. Perfect. And by no means, you know, are we experts, but with what we've dealt with, with the families that we're helping and, and our experience, let's just kind of go through and answer some of the, the basic questions. But the most important thing, before you do anything, do your homework, meet with your advisor, your CPA as well, and make sure that whatever you decide to do, because what we're talking about is just a tool, right? It's just, it's no different, a reverse mortgage, a HECM, and I'll explain what that is here in a minute. You know, mutual funds, stocks, bonds, annuities, insurance policies, these are all just tools in the toolbox, mm-hmm. right? And it, there's nothing that's perfect. It all depends on how you use them to make sure that you can hit your goals, right? And the best way to do that is to have a plan. And so that's really how you have to look at it, okay? It's not a beat-all, end-all, and it's not perfect. Exactly. So when you're entering into this phase that we're talking about right now, the biggest concerns are maintenance of the house, maintenance of the yard, all those things. So that's why downsizing comes into play in the first place. So how do people swing it? Well, first of all, so a reverse mortgage is a HECM loan, H-E-C-M, and it stands for Home Equity Conversion Loan. All right. And so when we look at how does it work, you have to look at the reverse mortgage. It is designed to basically what you're doing is you're converting the equity in your home to then turn around and pay off your mortgage so you don't have to make any more mortgage payments. Okay. And it's based on your age. And we'll talk about the qualifications here in a couple minutes, but it's really designed so you don't have to pay that mortgage payment to reduce your bills so that you can you know, live retirement, make it a little bit better for you and enjoy it because that's really what retirement is. You can supplement your income. So if you have enough home equity, it can actually give you additional income on a monthly basis or you can use it as a home equity line of credit. And the best part is you don't have to pay any taxes on it. However, it is not a beat all end all. So again, buyer beware, You know, when you're watching these commercials and everything and saying, oh my gosh, I can pay off all my credit cards. I can pay these medical bills. I can pay off my car or whatever it is. There's rules that you have to follow because these are FHA insured loans. Okay. Well, along that line, how do you qualify? All right. So you have to be 62 years of age. At least either one of the two spouses has to be 62. All right. And you have to live there. So it's got to be your primary residence. And you're still responsible, even if you qualify and you wind up doing the reverse mortgage, you're still responsible to pay all the property taxes, the the homeowner's insurance, all the maintenance and, and HOA fees and any and all taxes, right? Because if you don't, what will happen is they could call that loan uh, due and payable. And so then you're going to have to refinance out of it. So how much can you get? You know, it's really going to depend because there's a formula that they use. And so the older you are, the more you can qualify for because they use actuarial tables, right? And it's not going to be the same amount for somebody who's 62 as compared to somebody who's 72 or 82, right? Because again, the life expectancy. So the older you are, the larger the amount of the home equity that you can draw upon. So one of the biggest misconceptions is, you know, with a home equity line of credit as compared to a HECM loan, you know, a home equity line, it's already guaranteed. You know what that is up front. So it's based on the value of your home. If you have 30000 40000 50000 Now with a HECM loan, it's already fixed. So you already know going in, okay, I have a $200,000 home. I only owe 100000 So I have 50% loan to value. Now, if you're in that situation and let's say that you're 62 and you have that $200,000 home and you owe 150000 you may have to bring money to closing 
right? And actually use part of your savings to help cover that cost so that that way you're no longer going to have that mortgage payment, but you're still going to owe those taxes and insurance and dues. Yeah. Yep. So are there any costs or are the costs different from a regular home equity loan or refinance of a mortgage? They're really not. I mean, you're still going to have, the, remember it's FHA. And so you're still going to have the the title insurance you're still going to owe the the property taxes. Now, FHA is highly regulated, so the amount of points or the fees on the loan, they have to qualify for it. So they can't overcharge you. And so it's it's really, really strict, but it's just going to be like a loan, whether it's a 15 or 30-year traditional mortgage. The only difference is, is the rate is probably going to be a little bit higher, not much, but a little bit higher. Because remember, the way that these companies, these mortgage companies are, are making their money is on the equity on the back end. Right. So it's just like ownership. So one of the questions that everybody always asks is, how does it make sense? How does it make sense? Do I still owe my home? Yeah. Right. And you do. Okay. And that's why the loan to value or the amount of equity in your home is so important because they need to make sure at the end that there's enough equity in the home so that when both parties pass away, they can recoup their money. Because remember, if it's, let's just say it's three and a half percent or 4% or whatever it is for that period of time until you pass away it's compounding, right? So if you have a 50% loan to value and that's what they did that reverse mortgage for. So on the example that we use 200,000, I mean, so you have a hundred thousand dollar loan and let's just say you are 62 and you happen to live to 104 years old. Well, when you sell that home, they're betting on the fact that that home is going to continue to appreciate and hopefully it won't depreciate like the, the housing bubble in 2008 in which they'll lose money. So it's kind of a risk on both sides. Now, Everyone says, well, I don't want to lose my home. I want to leave assets to my kids. And some, you know, a lot of the families that we're helping now are looking at it a little bit differently because they're paying for college and college is so expensive. And they're looking at it as we're going to live our life. We've already paid for everything. They've already received their inheritance, right? (laughs) While we're all here. And so if there's anything left over, great. But so if in the example with the $200,000 home, if that loan the original amount plus the compounding interest, you know, grows to 175,000, then the beneficiaries are going to receive the the difference, which is the the 25,000 when they sell it. That was going to be my very next question. So do they benefit off the appreciation or is there a possibility that your beneficiaries will still have something when the house is sold? So that answered that question. Yeah. And so the family, the beneficiaries, they're going to uh, benefit more if the home appreciates. And the other thing is, the disparity. So let's just say that because we have a lot of families in which the one spouse is anywhere from five to 10 and we have a couple 15 years older, right? So it's a, a, a big disparity. So that loan is always based on the oldest borrower. However, the youngest borrower, both have to be on the title, right? That is also taken into consideration as far as the amount that they're going to lend. Okay. Because they want to make sure that they're not paying out more than what eventually the the home is going to be worth. Makes sense. Yep. So is any of the money for those that are receiving money through a reverse mortgage, that was one of the options that you indicated that there could be where income is supplemented through a reverse mortgage. Is that taxable? That's a great question. And that's actually one of the biggest questions that we get. It's not because it's, you know, your money. It's it's your home equity. Okay. And a lot of people choose to take the additional equity as almost like an annuity payment every month or every mm-hmm. quarter or every year um, mm-hmm. so that they can, they can uh, depend on that money coming in. And 
The best part about that is unlike pre-tax retirement, you know, whether it's a Roth or excuse me, a Roth traditional IRA, 401k, thrift savings plan, 403b, 457, whatever it is, when that money comes out, not only is it taxed as ordinary income, but it could cause a spike in your social security and, and the means-based testing for, for Medicare, B, C, yeah. and D, right? Yep. Well, the withdrawals, because it's the equity in your home and it's not taxable, it's not counted as taxable income, so it doesn't affect your social security or, or Medicare. Well, and I'm pretty sure you really already touched on this as far as owning their home, but I kind of wanted to emphasize, do they still own their home? You talked a little bit about the fact that, yes, they do. But I guess people are wanting to know as far as, again, we're talking about beneficiaries, when the home, when they pass away, what happens? Yeah. I mean, it, it just goes to, that's why having an estate plan is so important, right? And the trust, and because you don't want it to go through probate. And so that is going to determine number one, who gets the the proceeds, but it's the value of the home less the balance of the loan, okay? And it's that difference that's going to determine how much the family is going to get or the beneficiaries. Now, you know, one of the things that we talked about is home ownership. And I, I think this is kind of important because we also have a lot of families that we that we work with and help that have special needs kids and or dependent children that have uh, significant medical necessity. And we'll be right? living with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And, you know, just to clarify, because I know that there's been a lot of misinformation and we called and checked with a couple sources. The big thing is just because they're a dependent child doesn't necessarily mean they get to live there forever. They have to be on title and they have to be on title at the time the Hickam loan is taken out. Now, that age difference is also going to have a huge effect on the amount of the loan to value or the amount of the loan that the borrower is going to be able to take out. Got it. Well, that's all good information. What else should we know or should those that are listening know before they take a step in this direction? I said in the beginning, it's just like anything else. This is just a, a tool. It's not a beat all, end all. There's absolutely nothing that's perfect. Okay. And it's so important to meet with your, your financial planner, meet with your CPA and make sure that this is a good fit for you. We have a lot of people that we're helping that come in and ask. And for, for most of them, it's not a good fit. I mean, it, it really isn't. It does not meet their goals. And that doesn't mean that it's bad, but it's just like, investing in, in certain stocks, you know, I mean, it's just not a good fit for what they're trying to, to achieve. So making sure that whatever tool that you use and, and a Heckam reverse mortgage is a tool that it does fit your overall plan. You know, and for us, our mission and what we tell everybody all the time is we want to make sure that people we're helping, they're in the best financial shape possible. I mean, that's the ultimate goal because People have to have more confidence with their finances so that they can retire and enjoy it because retirement, it's all about cash flow. And for a lot of people, the reverse mortgage heckum, that is the only way that it's going to make sense for them to enjoy retirement. And for some, it's the only way that they actually can retire is to get rid of that mortgage debt. I mean, that monthly payment, because some, it can be anywhere from, you know, a thousand, fifteen, two thousand dollars a month that now all of a sudden that's cash flow. And it is, it's all about cash flow. Well, that's all great information. Thanks, Ed, very much. If people want to reach you, they can reach you by going to info at egsifinancial.com, or they can go to our website at egsifinancial.com. Give us a call at the office at 526-4118. But again, this is an opportunity for you to get some of these questions answered, set up a plan. Thanks, Ed, very much for your time. Yeah, and that's area code 614. Ooh. Thanks, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> 
When's the last time you tested your fitness level? Not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance. Because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for. A happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 102. 0619.